0: Welcome back to the Hot Tip Daily Pick Show for Saturday, November 27th. Got the, the last full day of college football action on slate for today, so let's just jump right into it. I'm sorry, Ooh, I'm, I'm now, the first game I'm taking a look at today, the game of the day, Ohio State taking on Michigan. Both these teams coming into this game 10-1. and 1. And, you know, for Ohio State, they've obviously – Owned this rivalry for feels like forever at this point and you know they, they've rebounded really good on their season after that disappointing loss to oregon early in the year and especially last week blew the absolute doors off of michigan state and while i i, I don't think michigan or michigan state is a great team i don't know that michigan is is gonna look near as bad as, as that michigan state team did last week um but with cj's drought at quarterback for ohio state they're going to put up some points, you know, 3,400 yards on the year for him, not to mention 36 touchdowns um, as well. And, you know, he feels like a Heisman front runner at this point in in a season where there's really no one that has stuck out as far as someone who could win. Um, and it's in large part because of the wide receivers he's got to throw to. Jackson Smith, and um really does lead this team with over 1,100 receiving yards this season. Travion Henderson has also done a really good job rushing the ball for them, over 1,000 yards for him on the ground. So, um, you know, this team in Ohio State has absolutely no trouble moving the football, has absolutely no trouble putting points on the board. You know, they're averaging 7.98 yards per play absolutely insane when you're getting essentially eight yards every play you run how in the hell is anyone supposed to stop that i mean you're basically that equates to scoring points on almost every drive and yeah that's kind of what it's been they're putting up 47.2 points per game um, and they just do such an amazing job at moving the ball it's, it's impressive what ohio state is doing right now but you know, Jim Harbaugh really bounced back after a two and four season last year, which was, you know, absolutely abysmal for this Michigan team. And their only losses of the season thus far came against that Michigan State team. Caden Akamara um, has been an okay quarterback, twenty one hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns. I mean, he hasn't been C.J. Stroud by any means, but he, he's been manageable. Haskin or Hassan Haskin, um, Blake Corum have, have been a dynamic backfield rushing the ball for this team. Both of them have combined to rush for over seventeen hundred yards. Um, and you know, Corum um, is questionable for this game, so we don't know if he's going to play. But you know, Haskin um, can very easily. Pick up any slack that, that might be, you know, left from that. Um, another major improvement we saw from last season is the offensive line for this Michigan team. You know, they've looked very good this season. Um, you know, Cornelius Johnson as the red receiver has also done a really good job catching the ball. 539 yards, three touchdowns on the year for him. But um, explosive and as good as his offense is. It's not Ohio State. You know, they're only putting up 37.1 points per game, only. (laughs) They're only averaging 6.28 yards per play, which, again, against most teams in the country, that's great and and that's going to be a better stat. But um, this Ohio State on offense is just so extremely good. Um, And and these two defenses are probably pretty even. Um, You know, defensively for Ohio State, they're holding teams at 19 points per game as well as 5.02 yards per play. Michigan State on the defensive side of the ball, um, it's is definitely stronger than they were last year because of injuries. Um, and, and they've done a really good job. They've held teams to 16.27 points per game, 4.66 yards per play. And um, when it comes right down to this game, it really comes down to one thing, and it's who's going to win the Big Ten. And in my eyes, I don't know that this Michigan team has what it takes. You know, when we saw them in that Michigan State loss, They they looked like they were basically even with what Michigan State was doing Um, and Michigan State goes and gets their absolute doors blown off by Ohio State last week. So, um, I mean, that alone, granted, you you can't do that because by that logic, you end up saying that the Texans or or the Jets are somehow the best team in the NFL. Um, But with that logic, um, it, it makes me wonder why ohio state isn't bigger favorites than this one honestly i probably would have put it about 14 points even with how well michigan has played this year and um i think ohio state is just hands above the best team in the big 10 so give me ohio state minus seven and a half against michigan and the next game on Saturday's card: Texas A&M taking on LSU. Texas AM comes into this game eight and three on the season. LSU five and six. And you know um, LSU is a long ways away from that twenty nineteen you know season of dreams that that Coach O went out and, and really caught lightning in a bottle and, and, and did something that maybe will never be done again. You know it was an impressive team, one of the best, if not the best offenses um, we've seen in, in college football history. And he's already fired. You know this is probably his last game of coaching granted they could win this they could win six games and and get it bowl eligible which let's be honest would be quite funny to to see coach going and you know (laughs) coaching in you know the the belk bowl or the mayo bowl some random (laughs) random bowl that the sec is going to this year um but even without that and honestly, I don't think that's going to happen because we're, we're betting on Texas A&M here. And, and, and LSU has let not been a great team this year. Let's just be honest. You know, Max Johnson has had a decent season, 2,500 yards on the year for him. Um, and they did return all all five offensive linemen from last year, which what I thought would help. Um, but it hasn't necessarily made a difference. You know, Jack beak does lead, um, this wide receiver room of 478 yards on the season. Tyson, David Prince leads the team rushing the ball with 919 yards. You know, he's done a pretty good job, but offensively they're just not as explosive as some teams, um, in the SEC and it's shown, you know, they're only put up 27.1 points per game, which again, isn't bad, um, but it's nowhere near what that 2019 team was doing by any means. I mean, Texas A&M, on the other hand, highlight of the season is obviously the win over Alabama. And, you know, while it's not going to end up being the season that they want for Texas A&M um beating Alabama is not a bad consolation prize Zach Calzada though has has been a pretty good quarterback um at least a decent quarterback this season 1900 yards in the year for him 14 touchdowns to go along with that tight end Jalen Watermere um has <clears throat> led this team in receiving with 491 yards Ania Smith also doing a great job catching the ball for this Texas A&M team, 472 yards on the year for him. So um, they got some playmakers who can catch the ball, not to mention Isaiah Spiller rushing the ball, 984 yards on the year for him. And on the offensive side of the things, Texas A&M has not been bad at all, putting up 29.8 points per game, um, move the ball very, very well with 6.08 yards per play. And really going up against LSU, even going into Death Valley in this game, um, you know, which is always gonna be a, a tough spot to play. Um, I, I do think Texas A&M has the better offense. Um, Um, And I think Texas A&M definitely has the better defense. You know, they've held teams to 14.9 points per game this season, as well as only allowing 4.57 yards per play. And, you know, this Texas A&M team is one that felt like they were on the verge of something special this year. Um, And while it might not be what they want, I think they can, you know, finish the season strong with a win over LSU here. Because, you know, LSU defense, while they have talent, they haven't really shown anything this year. You know, they've held teams to 25.45 points per game this season. Um, And while they've been decent, it's just not quite as good as what Texas A&M has been able to do. And, and honestly, talent wise, still they're nowhere near what they once were, especially the 2019 team. Granted, it's hard to compare any team to a team that won the national championship. Um, But, uh, but the new era of LSU begins today um, or, or after this game, rather, is when the new era can, can officially start, the Cocho era, that chapter of the book closes. And, and honestly, I think Texas AM kinda kinda hits him in the butt on the way out and, and covers this game and beats LSU pretty big. So give me LSU minus six and a half in this game. And the next game on Saturday's is college football card. Kentucky taking on Louisville. Kentucky comes in this game eight and three on the year. Louisville six and five. And for this Kentucky team, you know, had a great great start to the season. Went six and zero. Oh. Then they met up against Georgia, dropped three straight games. But in the last two weeks, they've kind of rebounded, starting to look like a better team, or at least what they were. Um, before that Georgia game, and Mark Stoops has done a really good job at Kentucky. You know, has this team trending in the right direction, um, especially, you know, for a Kentucky team. Let's be honest, has never been a football school. And um, in large part, I think their success this year comes, you know, from up front. That offensive line has done a really, really good job blocking. They've only allowed 18 sacks on the year, and that's allowed Will Levis um, to. Play really good football, you know, 2,400 yards on this season for him. And, you know, his first year here at Kentucky, obviously transferring in from Penn State. Has been one that you don't know, really, you couldn't have asked for much better. Um, Christopher Rodriguez has also done a really good job rushing the ball for this team, 1,100 yards on the year for him. And offensively, this team has found ways to win games, has found ways to play well, 31 points per game um, for them. And I think they continue to play a good game here against a Louisville team that I'm frankly not super high on. You know, Louisville went four and seven last year, currently sit at six and five this year. And, you know, Scott Satterfield. Hasn't had the best third year. I guess he's improved from where he was last year, but it's only a slight improvement at that. And, you know, the last two weeks have been, you know, two, I don't want to say cupcake games because you can't overlook anyone, especially in conference, but uh, wins over Duke and Syracuse, not the, the top level um, opponents in the world, but Malik Cunningham has looked like a decent quarterback this season. Um, he's obviously played very, very well Passed for over 2,500 yards this season. And the offense is scoring points. You know, um, Louisville is putting up 32.9 points per game. They're also averaging 6.74 yards per play. So um, they don't move the ball horribly either. They're doing a pretty good job in that aspect. Um, But what's really impressed me about Kentucky, and, and, and again, why I love them so much here, and why I've loved them all season, is their defense. Is it the best defense in the world? No, but they returned four guys from last season and have still had one of the better defenses in the SEC, in my opinion. They're held teams to 22.18 points per game. Um, They've only allowed 5.39 yards per play and really... Their defense is, is what's made them so competitive, what's kept them in some of these games. Um, and it's really, you know, kind of what I fall back to here in this rivalry. Um, granted, Louisville's defense hasn't been horrible. They've held teams at 24.72 points per game, as well as 5.6 yards per play. But um, I really think Louisville is going to struggle here. And honestly, I don't think they should be favorites. Um, I, I think this game should basically be a pick on, which at two and a half, it, it's kind of sort of is with Louisville being at home and, and, and whatnot. But I think Kentucky. It's just a much better team um, at this point in the season. And I think they get the win here. And, And more importantly, I think they cover the two and a half. So give me Kentucky plus two and a half in this game next up we got oklahoma taking on oklahoma state in bedlam oklahoma comes into this one 10 and 1 oklahoma state also 10 and 1 and you know this game probably hasn't meant this much in in quite some time i mean and and it could very well be the preview for what the game we see next week um, in the big 10 or the big 12 championship rather you know um oklahoma has played a lot of close games this year um and while they're 10 and 1 they just don't feel like the same Oklahoma team, which which is weird. You know, they, they dropped the game to Baylor a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, really, who is their best win of the season? I guess maybe Kansas State at this point, but um, they don't have a ton to go back on. You know, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams have been okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't love either one of them. I mean, Caleb Williams seems like he's the guy they're going with at the moment, but um, let's just be honest. Neither one of them has been super impressive to me. Um, Kenny Brooks, though, for this team, um, has rushed the ball very, very well. Nine hundred seventy-two yards on the season for him. But um, really, the 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 struggle offensively for Oklahoma, I think, is that they don't just have like necessarily one guy catching the ball. You know, they don't got the the C.D. Lamb, um, the Hollywood Brown, the the whoever you know standing back there um, leading the offense as far as catching. You know, Marvin Mims. Kind of takes that role, but Healing himself has 644 yards this season. You know, they've really done a, a good job spreading the ball around, getting a lot of guys involved on the offense. And, and the offense is averaging 6.96 yards per play, which isn't horrible. Also putting up 38.7 points per game. Um, but Oklahoma State's defense has been dang, dang impressive. And, and Oklahoma State as a whole has been impressive. Um, defensively, though, it, it's really been a strong point for this team, which is not something you expect. You know, usually Oklahoma State, you're expecting a, a a standout offense in the in the Big 12, you know, Mike Gundy's offense going in there. But they've held teams to 14.9 points per game, as well as 4.25 yards per play. And if, you know, they can come anywhere close to that here against Oklahoma, they're going to have a great day. And as a whole, Oklahoma State's just had a great season. Obviously finished 8-3 and three last year year, improve on that this year. And, you know, they've really just been a dominant, dominant team these last few weeks in the Big 12. Uh, Spencer sanders um, has been an okay quarterback i mean he hasn't been anything special but he's leading wins for this team 1900 yards on the season for him as well as 15 touchdowns tay martin has also done a really good job catching the ball with 765 yards um, not to mention jalen warren has done a great job rushing the ball over a thousand yards rushing for him on the season and <clears throat> offensively it's not like they're not scoring points still put up 31.4 points per game still averaging 5.55 yards per play and I think that that Mike Gundy and this Oklahoma State team is probably the best team in the Big 12. Um, And I think they win this game. I think they cash their tickets to that Big 12 championship. And that's not to say that this game couldn't happen again because, you know, there are circumstances where um, we could very well see this game again in two weeks. Um, And, you know, Brian Amash um, on the defensive side of the ball for Oklahoma leads the team with 69 tackles, but their defense hasn't been anything special, only holding teams to 24.18 points per game. And honestly, I think it's, comes down to the fact that i don't know that oklahoma can score enough points on oklahoma state um, to win and and most importantly cover this game so give me oklahoma state minus three and a half against oklahoma and the final game on saturday's card we got cal taking on ucla cal comes into this game four and six on the season ucla seven and four and You know, if you've been watching all year, you know that Cal and UCLA, for that matter, are two teams that I bet on a lot. Um, But Cal, more specifically, you know, great win over Stanford last week after that disappointing loss to Arizona. And, you know, winning-wise, it hasn't been a great season for Cal by any means. But they've played a lot of very close, very competitive games, and in no small part because of Chase Gabbers, um, who, in my opinion, is one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. Um, And, you know, even though his his stats might not be world-beating, only 2,200 yards, 16 touchdowns on the year, he's played great football you know this cal team brought back four starting offensive linemen from last year which has really helped them at wide receiver trayvon clark has done a great job catching the ball with 604 yards um not to mention damian moore doing a decent job rushing the ball 516 yards on the season and you know none of those stats are crazy good let's let's be honest they're not you know an offensive powerhouse by any means but offensively they're still putting up 24.9 points per game still averaging 6.2 yards per play and most importantly They just play very, very competitive football. UCLA has also been a good team, though. You know, good wins over Colorado and USC the last two weeks. We were obviously on them in that USC win. Um, Chip Kelly has has been a really interesting head coach this season. Um, It'll be interesting to see how he builds on this next year. During Thomas Robinson... Um, Has not been bad by any means. He's been a pretty good quarterback. 2,200 yards for him, 18 touchdowns for him as well. Um, And and the offensive line, you know, improved after not being very good last year. You know, they've definitely stepped it up a little bit. Zach Chaburnett has rushed the ball very good, over 1,000 yards for him. Kyle Phillips is also doing a really good job catching the ball with over 700 yards. So UCLA's got playmakers. You know, they they, they scored 36.2 points per game, also averaging 6.7 yards per play. But when it really comes down to it, it's the defense that, that I'm concerned about for this UCLA team. You know, they did return 10 starters from last year, but they just haven't played good rate defense this year. they have only held teams to 29 points per game. They've only um, held teams to 5.65 yards per play, which that in itself isn't horrible. Um, but unfortunately they just haven't looked the best necessarily in the process. And while Chip Kelly's in a great place with this team, I think cows defense is really what gets it done in this game. You know, their linebacker group is very impressive while their D line is a little bit thin towards the run. Um, um, and that can be exploited if you know UCLA plays their cards right this defense has still held teams to 19.3 points per game and really they've just found ways to be competitive in all of their games and um, I know this might be a little bit of a crazy take and, and I, it, it probably doesn't happen. But, you know, Cal being plus seven here I think is a great bet. Um, but honestly, taking a money line doesn't you know scare me at all either. You know, I think there's a very real chance that Cal not only beats UCLA this week, um, but goes and beats USC next week in that postponed game and somehow ends the season six and six and, and is bowl eligible. So um, that might be a little bit crazier. I don't know if I'd recommend that. The official play here is Cal plus seven, but, um, you know, can get a little bit crazy and, and I think Cal's very very competitive team so give me cal plus seven against ucla and that wraps up saturday's college football show if you want to see the nfl college football college basketball stuff happening head over to hot check out all of that there if you're not already following me hot to chris on twitter and instagram make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any future content as well as on the best app where you can get early access to all of the picks right before i record each show also follow the hot tubist main account on twitter instagram facebook tiktok to stay up to date with everything happening there as well as if you're watching here on youtube hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for this week's card and thanks for watching today's show i will see you guys tomorrow